0: Hey boys and girls, welcome to the best podcast in the history of mankind. It's Monty's Rockcast. And now here's your host, Monty Calvin.
1: Hey, 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 it's Monty, and welcome to the Rockcast. Hi-oh! Oh yeah, that's right, I am your host Monty Colvin, and if you don't know who I am, well, let me just tell you. I'm the bass player for the band Galactic Cowboys, I also do a solo project called Crunchy where I play guitar and sing, I'm a songwriter, I'm an artist, I do paintings... And I also just happen to be the host of the best podcast ever. And how do I know this? Because one day, a few years ago, I sat down and I got on the internet and I listened to every single podcast ever made. And when I was done, I sat back and I said, wow, well, none of these even compare to mine. Now you've gone way too far. And so if this is the first time you've ever listened to Monty's Rockcast, well, let me tell you how it works. I talk about music and pop culture, I play some cool tunes, I answer questions from listeners, and I read their top 10 lists. And once a year, I do what is known as the top 10 playoffs. Uh, th- playoffs? That's right. Playoffs? I take all the top 10 lists from the year, I put them into brackets, and then I narrow it down to a champion. And coincidentally, that's what I'll be doing today. But before I get to that, why don't I do some questions from Facebook? What is that? These are questions that people post on Facebook and then I steal them and use them for Rockcast material. That sounds awful for me, but I mean, to each his own. And the first one is, what is something that irritates the hell out of you? Well, you know me, I hate to complain. That's not true! No, really, I do, but uh, sometimes I just have to. For instance, one thing that bugs me is when someone will message me on Facebook and they'll ask me a question, maybe it's about my equipment or something like that. And there's other things I could do with my time, but uh, I will take the time to answer them because I'm a nice guy. Well, my kids would disagree, but that's neither here nor there. The point is, is that I will type out an answer and send it to them. And then instead of responding with a, hey, thanks, Monty, I appreciate you answering me. They'll instead just give me that blue thumbs up. And uh, in my mind, that's like giving me a blue middle finger. It's like they're basically saying, uh, all right, uh, we're done here, let's move on. And I don't know if it's because they just don't have any conversation skills or they don't think I deserve to be responded to with words. So I just get that doink, thumbs up. The nerve, the unmitigated goal, the audacity. Something else that irritates me is when I'm trying to turn up the volume on the TV, but I hit a wrong button and it changes the channel instead. And by the time I finally get back to that channel I was watching, whatever I was watching is over. However, the same thing will happen to me when I'm on my phone or my computer. Hit a wrong button or the wrong key and I'm suddenly in a spinning vortex of confusion. And I'll say, how did I get here? What am I looking at? And I usually just end up rebooting. I mean, just a tragedy. But if you know me, uh, you know that the one thing in life that irritates me the most are cats. I never wanted a cat in my house, but uh, the wife and kids love them, and so we have two. And then about eight or nine months ago, they came home with a third cat called Spunky. And I hated Spunky. In fact, I had a little nickname for Spunky that I will not repeat on this podcast in case there are children listening. But let's just say we did not get along and I was not happy about having three of them. But what the wife and kids did not realize when they brought him home was that uh, Spunky was a feral cat. He's one of those cats that you see roaming the neighborhood that just lives outside. And within a few weeks, Spunky just decided to take a leap off the back deck and run away. And everyone in the family was just so upset. Uh, Except me. I was thrilled. And Lindsay and the kids would search the neighborhood and put up posters, but he was gone and he wasn't coming back. Or so I thought. Because after living in the wild for about eight months, I came home from the store the other day and Lindsay met me at the door and said, Spunky's coming home. Somebody found him. And I was just like, are you serious? And she was, and sure enough, that night we once again had three cats. No, And I can tell that he still doesn't want to be here. He'll be sitting there looking out the window, and it's like he's thinking, if this pane of glass wasn't up here, I'd be making a break for it. And believe me, I wish I could help him out. But, you know, with any luck, I think uh, he'll find a way to escape again at some point. And then maybe, just maybe, I can have some peace of mind again. Serenity now! The next question from Facebook is, What's everybody listening to? Anything new? Anything good? Well, yeah, as a matter of fact, I have been listening to some new stuff, and some of it's pretty good. The other day, Stuart Hamlin on Facebook asked me if I'd heard the new Ozzy Osbourne album, Ordinary Man. And I actually hadn't heard it at the time, but I went and checked it out. And uh, so let me give you a little review of it right now. So apparently this is the first Aussie album in 10 years, uh, I guess. Uh, I don't know. I'm not a huge Aussie fan, but I've always liked him. And I didn't really know anything about this album going in, but I had an open mind. And I was actually kind of surprised. It's got a lot of good songs on here. Now you're gonna get a few typical Aussie songs that you're gonna hear on rock radio and those are okay but i gotta hand it to him he tried a couple of different things or maybe his producer did and you get a song with elton john on it and another one with post malone and there were times during that one that i thought i was listening to the wild hearts The one thing that I did notice was missing on this album was the usual mind-blowing lead guitar work. And I'm listening and I'm thinking, "Uh, that doesn't sound like Zach Wilde, I wonder who it is. So I finally went and looked up the credits and it turns out that the producer, Andrew Watt, uh, played a lot of the guitar on most of these songs. And Duff McKagan played bass on a lot of the album and uh, helped write a lot of the songs apparently. And at one point, I'm listening and I'm thinking, man, this sounds like November Rain by Guns N' Roses. And as it turns out, it was Slash playing the lead. some new Ozzy. Is it his last album? Uh, You know, I hate to say it, but probably. Sad to think about, but if it is, you know, he's going out on a good one. Or at least that's my opinion. Uh, I give it a thumbs up. Right, ladies and gentlemen, it's time now for an annual tradition known as the Top Ten Playoffs. Wow! I started doing this competition about 10 or 11 years ago, and uh, it just kept getting better and better. Until this year. Yeah, not great. I mean, don't get me wrong. I appreciated every single list that you guys sent in, and uh, you're free to send as many as you like. But a lot of the ones I got this year were top 10 favorite albums or uh, favorite musicians. And those are fine, but they're probably not going to get you in the finals. When it comes to the playoffs, I'm looking for something a little more creative. And in the past, I've had as many as 16 contestants and an elite eight. But this year, I've just narrowed it down to the final four. And the first two people to go head-to-head in the semi-finals are Steve in Connecticut against Jimmy G in Chicago. Steve's list was top 10 things you don't want to hear a rock star say to you. And it had things on it like, nice Backstreet Boys t-shirt. I have one just like it. Oh. Yeah, that's my rock star voice. This is your real shining moment. You are a great mimic. Another one was, how'd you like our cover of that air supply song? And there was also this one, how the hell did someone like you get backstage? Oh, yes. Well, you definitely don't want to hear any of those. However, Jimmy G, who was a former top 10 champion, came in strong once again with his top 10 things he is thinking about right now and his list was basically made up of thoughts and questions and all kinds of stuff that gave me a lot to talk about he asked me questions about my bass guitars about ronnie james dio and he told me about stuff he'd been watching on youtube now while that sounds like it wouldn't be all that interesting it actually was however was it enough to beat steve in connecticut and his list Well, Jimmy G is a great guy, and he always has great stuff for me. Uh, And he even has his own theme song for Crying Out Loud. But this year, his list falls just a little bit short, and Steve in Connecticut will move on to the finals. (laughs) In bracket number two of the semifinals, we have two Canadians facing off. And they are Matt Core in Canada, going up against Dan, uh, I'm going to say it's Kesswetter. That's probably wrong, and if it is, I'm sorry, Dan. But regardless, you're in the final four, so uh, be happy for that. So exciting. But first up is Matt Core's list, and it was kind of close to my heart, because it was the top ten things that the band Kansas is overlooked for. Oh my goodness. Oh wow. I've been a fan of Kansas since back in my high school days in the 70s. And so I found this interesting. And at number 10, he had their orchestration. Matt says, It blows my mind how Carrie Livgren used to write so many parts for so many instruments. And he couldn't read music, so all those sounds came out of his head. Yeah, I was kind of shocked to find that out too. I had uh, dinner with Carrie one night uh, years ago. And he asked me, he's like, uh, can you read music? And I go, no. And he goes, yeah, me neither. And so I thought that was really awesome. And uh, let's see, number nine is their album covers. Number eight was their songs were meant to be heard live. Yeah, that's true. And I saw them several times back in the 70s and 80s. And uh, they were just spot on every time. The vocals were right on. And uh, they were just great. Now, the next three, I'm a little shaky on. Uh, Seven is John Elefante, the guy that replaced Steve Walsh. Number six is Steve Morris, who replaced Kerry Livgren. And number five is David Ragsdale, who replaced Robbie Steinhardt on violin. I don't know who that is. Uh, I'm kind of a Kansas purist. Uh, When they started getting the new guys in the band, I kind of started losing interest. Especially after Carrie left, it just wasn't Kansas to me anymore. But Matt had Phil Ehart at number four, their drummer, who is still in the band. And I agree with that, because he's great. Uh, Number three is long, complex songs, like Magnum Opus. Yeah, what a masterpiece that was. Uh, Number two was Robbie Steinhardt's hair. Yeah. And at number one, Carrie Livgren's lyrics. Now, how epic is that? Alright, so that was a good list from Matt in Canada, but now we've got Dan in Canada. And Dan's list is called the Summer of the Rockcast. And it was the top 10 things that he learned while binge-listening all the Rockcast episodes that are available. And it had things on it like Getting Mr. Kitty, I Could Tell You Were Thrilled. Yeah, I'm actually alright with Mr. Kitty now, but uh, it's the other two that I'm not crazy about. They are pure evil. Uh, Another thing that Dan found out by binge listening to the Rockcast is that uh, we both share an equal hatred for mandals. Ooh! Yeah, listen up, guys. Uh, You know, uh, flip-flops and sandals look great on women, but I don't care how comfortable you think they are. They are just a fashion no. I mean, James Hetfield might be able to pull it off, but, uh, you know, not even him. They're disgusting. And Dan in Canada also loved my stories about my Apple computer being possessed by the devil. Yeah, you know, that was years ago that I talked about that on the Rockcast, and it's still the same. Nothing has changed. Presently, I can no longer get on the iTunes store. I'm not sure what happened, but it just suddenly stopped working. And literally about a week ago, my Safari browser would no longer connect to the internet. And I tried all kinds of different things to fix it, but the only explanation I could come up with is it was Satan.
0: Hardcore evil.
1: Alright, so in the showdown between two Canadians, who is the victor? Well, Matt, I loved your list, and I love the original Kansas. But they are now down to only two original members, and I don't consider that Kansas. And so even though Kansas is near and dear to my heart, uh, there's something that is even more dear to my heart, and that's the Rockcast. And so Dan's list about my podcast is enough to send him straight into the finals. It's so rigged. So there you go. How much more rigged is this going to get? It's going to be Steve in Connecticut against Dan in Canada. Who will win? Stay tuned. Somebody's got to call shenanigans on this. All right. I think I'll do another CD review. Oh, boy. How about that? You know, once in a while I get lucky. Uh, Not very often. Uh, In fact, rarely. But a couple of weeks ago I did because I was on this site that listed new releases. And I saw the name of this band called The Hell Freaks. And I said, man, that's a cool name. I think I'll go check them out on YouTube. And so I did and I watched a couple of their videos and I said, man, this is really good. And so I went and got the new album by the Hell Freaks. It's called God on the Run, and it's not just really good, it's really, really good. I went to their website and found out that the hell freaks are from hungary and their lead singer is named shaky sue she's got a really good powerful voice and she's also quite attractive if you're into suicide girls or uh, goth chicks with a lot of tattoos but the whole band's good and this album just rips I think this stuff is considered what you'd call psychobilly but to me it's just kind of high energy uh, melodic punk rock On this album are all so good that it was hard narrowing it down as to what i was gonna play but i know one thing the hell freaks god on the run is already one of my favorite cds of the year Time now for some listener email and some Ask Monty. And the first one is from John Huff in Canada, who says, Hey, Monty, have you ever gotten sick on the road? Well, thanks for the question, John. Uh, Yeah, I have, actually. I think it was in the early 90s. I know Dane was still in the band. And we were playing some shows in Ohio, and I believe it was Toledo. I went on and I played... And afterwards, I went back to the hotel and just got outrageously sick. And I'm pretty sure it was food poisoning because I just threw up all night and part of the next day. And it was bad enough to where our tour manager finally took me to the emergency room. And they put me on an IV and whatnot. But uh, that night, we were supposed to play, I think it was in Cleveland, and we canceled. Because there was just no way I could play at all. But the next day, I felt a little bit better, and we made the trip to the next city, and I actually got up that night and did the whole show. But that was the only time I can remember getting really sick, and that was the only show that we had to cancel because of me. And I felt really bad that we had to cancel that, especially after I got this letter from this kid who said, yeah, uh, me and my friend drove about 16 hours to see you guys in Cleveland, and you canceled and of course this is back when you actually had to write out a letter and mail it but i felt really sorry for this guy so uh, i wrote him back and i said hey if we ever have another show you can be my guest and he was from canada and the next time we played up there uh he actually came out to the show and we hung out and uh, we actually became pretty good friends so it kind of had a happy ending it's a great story it really is.
0: Whether you like the band or not, it's a great story.
1: Next question is from Matt in St. Louis, and he says, Hey, Monty, I don't believe I've ever heard you talk about the band Incubus on your podcast. Are you not a fan? Well, Matt, there's a good reason why I've never mentioned Incubus. Uh, it's because, no, I am not a fan. I've actually seen them live. Uh, I went to a concert where they opened for Three uh, Eleven. And that was back, uh, God, I think it was around 2000. And I got a free ticket, and I went with these people, and uh, everyone was smoking pot, and uh, it just seemed like a real hippie kind of thing. And I just sat there for like three hours bored out of my skull. And so since then, I do not listen to Incubus. I do not listen to 311. Nor do I listen to the Grateful Dead or Jimmy Buffett or any band that you have to go get high or drunk to enjoy. (laughs) Next question is from my buddy Jeff Moore. And Jeff says, when you were writing songs for Galactic Cowboys, did you do it on guitar or bass? Well, good question, Jeff. Uh, Almost always on guitar. In fact, I can only think of a few songs that started on bass, uh, and usually those were uh, the result of us just jamming in the rehearsal studio. Like Pump Up the Spacesuit," uh, we were just standing around, and I started playing that riff, and then we just started jamming. And another one like that was Red Sun. I started playing that riff, and uh, we just ended up making a song out of it. But generally, even if it's something that I start the song out with a bass riff, uh, it started on guitar. For instance, Never Understand, Zombies, uh, Fear Not, they were all written on guitar. However, I just thought of this one. Uh, The opening bass line for my school, I actually started that when I was in The Awful Truth and I was playing an 8-string bass and we were uh, hanging out in practice and that's where I came up with that. But I saved that idea and ended up writing the verse and the chorus on guitar and uh, eventually made it into a Galactic Cowboy song. Oh, no one cares about this. All right, got another question here. This one comes from Mr. Trace E. Stewart, also known as Bobby. And Trace says, Hey, Mr. Monty, just been curious. How are you now? Oh Well, I'll tell you what, man. Uh, Here lately, I've been really depressed. And it's because of all the coronavirus hysteria, I've had all my sports taken away. To me, it's been an overreaction. It's been the media driving people into a panic. And all I know is that uh, they canceled March Madness, and now uh, they've pushed back baseball. And basically, there's nothing to watch on TV, Uh, you know, unless you want to hear somebody talk about the coronavirus. So I've been forced to turn to stuff like Hulu, Amazon Prime, and Netflix. And recently, Lindsay and I have been binge-watching The Sopranos, which is great. I never got to see that back when it was on HBO, so now it's like watching a brand new show, and I love it. I also watched the ZZ Top documentary that's on Netflix. And that was good. It didn't blow me away, but uh, I thought it was good. I enjoyed it. I wish they would have had more live footage from back in the day when they started or, you know, some of those earlier shows. But a lot of what I found the most interesting was the stuff about their manager, Bill Hamm. See, I don't know if a lot of people know this, but uh, our former manager, Sam Taylor, uh, who did our first couple of albums, uh, he used to work in the Bill Ham uh, ZZ Top organization. And from watching this documentary, I could just tell that there were so many things that uh, Sam learned from Bill Ham that he tried to use with us and King's X. But unfortunately, it just didn't work for us like it did ZZ Top. Yeah, just a, just a shame. All right, let's switch gears and do some more questions from Facebook. This is one of those deals that has about 10 or 11 questions in it, uh, but it's all about music. And the first one is, name a band that you hate. And I'm going to say Maroon 5. And I don't think I need to explain that. Uh, Name a band that is overrated. I will say Five Finger Death Punch. I have no idea why they would be headlining festivals and huge shows. Other than that there must be a lot of rednecks and douchebags in this world. Yep. (laughs) Uh, Name a band that is underappreciated. Well, uh, I'd have to say uh, Galactic Cowboys and the Wild Hearts. Never heard of them. Name a band that you love, Uh, the Wild Hearts. Who the hell are they? Name a band that you could listen to over and over. Uh, Right now, I would say Star Set. They've got three albums, and I've just got them in constant heavy rotation.
0: Who do I blame for this?
1: Next is name a band that made you fall in love with music. Uh, That's pretty easy, The Beatles. And then there's name a band that changed your life. Uh, For me, it was Metallica. When I heard Ride the Lightning and Master of Puppets, uh, I'd never heard anything like that before. And from there it led me to listen to all kinds of thrash music and uh, I kind of uh, was just influenced a lot by it.
0: Thank you for sharing, I had no idea.
1: Next one is, what band surprised me? I would say uh, back in the 70s when I saw Kansas, I had no idea they were gonna be that great. And uh, in the 90s it was Stuck Mojo. I saw them play at a music conference and uh, I'd never heard of them before and they just blew my mind. Just this heavy grooving stuff with a rapper and then this metal guy on guitar going Satan. And I was like, wow, I don't know what I just saw, but that ruled. Absolutely powerful. But anyway, uh, the next one is Guilty Pleasure. Uh, I'm gonna go with Kesha. What? Yeah, I feel guilty about it, but not a lot. What the hell? next one is uh, name a band that you should have seen by now and i will say aerosmith in all these years i've never seen them live uh, and i probably should have probably so And the last one is, name a great band to see live. And, uh, well, of course, I would say Galactic Cowboys, but they rarely play, so, uh, you know.
0: They're jackasses.
1: So I'm going to say Rammstein. They have an incredible live production. And Lindsay and I are supposed to go to Chicago uh, later in the year and see them. And, uh, God, I hope they don't cancel it because of the coronavirus. Because that would be just my luck. Uh Uh-huh. Time now to take a look inside of my iTunes library with something I like to call Uncle Monty's Listening Corner. And at first you may think, uh, well, isn't this just like your other segment called CD Reviews? To which I would tell you, uh, no, no, no. This is nothing like that. It's completely different. Oh. Yeah, so uh, let's get it going with something new from Testament. The name of the CD is Titans of Creation. And the first thing that struck me about this new album is that the guitars just sound amazing. Just beating my face in with riff after riff after riff after riff. riff. Well, you get it. is so crushing. Now, I don't mean to brag, but uh, Testament and I go back a long way. You see, back in the late 80s, when I was in The Awful Truth, uh, I was hanging out on the set of Trial by Fire, and the director told me and David Von King to put on a couple of gas masks and run around like maniacs. So we did, and after the shoot was over, I loaded the Testament guys up in my car and took them to a little club in Houston where we saw kind of an unknown band at the time called Pantera. How is that even possible? And so I've been following Testament a long time, and I gotta say, they still bring the thrash.
0: You couldn't make this up.
1: You know, when I heard that chorus, I thought, that reminds me of something else. And then I remembered, oh yeah, the scorpions. He's a woman, she's a man. Made a worse comparison. Oh well, maybe it's just me. Oh well, whatever, it's a good album. Anyway, the next song I'm gonna play is from Times of Grace, and it's called Hope Remains, and I thought we could all use a little encouragement right now. I know at the moment things look bad, but it's gonna be okay. Stop panicking and stop buying all the toilet paper. Uh, You know, leave some for me. Like I said, this is from Times of Grace. It came out around 2011, and it was a side project from Jesse and Adam from Killswitch Engage. And if you don't have this album, I suggest that you get it, because uh, it's great. Very heavy and very melodic. Okay, before I go on, I kind of wanted to talk about something that uh, has kind of been on my mind here lately. I mean, it's not something that I really wanna talk about, but I feel like I need to. And well, let me go back. Uh, I was watching TV one day and uh, I saw this commercial for Kentucky Fried Chicken, KFC. And they were advertising a chicken sandwich that instead of having buns, uh, it had two donuts, Like, it had two Krispy creams, and then, uh, with a piece of chicken stuck in between them. And part of me was like, uh, no, don't even look at that. Uh, you know, uh, you've got type 2 diabetes. Uh, don't even go there. And another part of me was just like, how could that even be good? I don't know. But then, uh, I would find myself lying awake at night just, uh, thinking about it. Like, uh... I I should probably try that. Don't do it. I mean, I don't really like white chicken meat, which I'm pretty sure it would be, but uh, still. Don't do it! Don't you do it! You know, you got those two donuts, and uh, I I can't resist donuts. But I know I should, but man, I'm really dying to try that because uh, you know, even if it killed me, it might be worth it. You're stupid if you do that. Anyway, I'll let you know if I do. Are you done yet? Alright, alright, uh, thanks for letting me get that off my chest, but uh, on with the show. Uh, it is now time for the top ten playoff finals. This the playoffs! Okay. And this year it has come down to Steven, Connecticut, with things you don't want to hear a rock star say to you. Going up against Dan in Canada with his top 10 list of things he learned from binge listening to the Rockcast.
0: There are not that many. There really aren't.
1: Now Dan's list included things like he enjoyed the stories about Sam Taylor and all things Crunchy. He was glad that I was familiar with Canadian bands like Pursuit of Happiness and Billy Talent. He also likes the listener emails and really enjoys when I mention the name Mr. David Whiteman. The new face of evil. And at number one, Dan said he was thrilled to see that we share the same love of all things Seinfeld. Oh, yeah. So that was really good. But how about Steve in Connecticut with his list of things you don't want to hear a rock star say to you? You had things like, what age did you start losing your hair? Ouch. Do you think your daughter can be in our next video? How inappropriate. And finally, tell your mom I miss her.
0: Oh, 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 my God.
1: God. Wow, well, this is going to be tough. Both guys obviously put hours and just tons of uh, time and energy into making these lists. But there can only be one top ten champion for this year. And trust me, I wish both guys could win, uh, because both are very deserving. And if I had two trophies, I would give one to each guy. Uh, But the truth is, I don't even have one trophy. Lame. So I'm just going to have to go with the one who had the most creative content. And that would be Stephen Connecticut. Well, congratulations, Stephen, Connecticut. Your list of things that you don't want to hear a rock star say to you was edgy, creative, and at times humorous. And you, my friend, are this year's Rockcast Top Ten Champion.
0: This is all just a little overwhelming.
1: And there you go, my friends. Another episode of the Rockcast is in the books. So let me know what you thought of it.
0: There were times, honestly, I zoned out a little.
1: If you'd like to get a hold of me, you can do so on my website, montycalvin.net or on Facebook. And don't forget to also check out my art website, montycalvinart.com. Perhaps you'll get some money back from your taxes here in a few weeks, and it may be time to splurge. I've got a lot of cool rock star paintings up on there, and I'm adding to it all the time. Everything is for sale. I'm going to leave you right now with one more song from the Hell Freaks, and I'll tell you why. Because we're all depressed and bummed out because we're stuck inside. There's nothing good on TV. There's no sports. We can't do anything but sit around the house in our gas masks. And so I thought, you know what we need right now? We need a song that's going to just completely crush our skulls. So here it is. Enjoy, and I will be back soon with more fun and mayhem. But in the meantime, stay calm. And remember, don't let anyone tell you what to like. Unless it's me. And
0: rock on. Counties rock.